Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Well, it's typical of, uh, it's Saturday. Yeah. It's yeah, it's slam fire. Uh, it's it's how we do. We're right on time, in other words. Right, <laughs> we're late, which means we're on time as per Yay. slam fire um, standard operating procedure. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome Hey-o. to it. Hey, welcome to another COVID nineteen microcast, the apocalypse edition. <laughs> Joining us uh, for this uh, edition of the COVID cast is uh, Ian from the Pepper Podcast and Canadian Patriot Podcast. And is there a third one you sometimes do? No, this would be the third one here. That'd be- there you go. He's now, becoming, he's now becoming a semi-annual. Semi-annual? Uh, uh, yes. He's an associate member of the cast now. Until yeah. the crisis is over and then, you know. No, up. we'll still find reasons to bring you on. Yeah. I've, I've actually heard you more popular on the show than I am. So, you know, I guess we'll have to have you back. So it's good that you're here. It's good that you look 12. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I don't even recognize you at all. It's, uh, it's weird. It wasn't part, for your voice. It's part of that gray man theory thing. Yes, exactly. Look like everybody else, like the men in black. So here's the thing. Here's something that occurred to me today. Uh-oh. Last time I went up to the store to purchase... Um, Igloo food. Uh, I realized something that uh, this pandemic may be over before I get into the the, the the real survival food, right? Like I've got my everyday groceries. I'm trying to keep keto. That's why I keep freaking out, keep going to the store. Mind you, I ain't going to the store no more. I went to the store yesterday. Total different place. People are sketchy. The store has got tape all over the ground and you got to stand in boxes and stuff and people are dumb and they're not listening to the employees and it took a really long time to get my stuff. I'm like, all right, I don't need to be here anymore. Staying home. So anyway, I got all this food and I may never get around to eating it. So I got a couple of choices. I can eat it anyway and get off a keto or I can give it to a food bank when the apocalypse is over. Um, I think Jeff Reese and I were talking today and he brought that up, like food banks are gonna make a mint when this is all done with everybody has all this extra canned food that they don't normally eat. They're probably gonna donate it, have it picked up, whatever. Or we can store it. So I wanna talk about a couple of things, um, food storage and the kinds of food that we can store. So um, let's talk about rice storage in because some of the rice that I bought is already in a plastic bag and it appears to be, you know, sealed. It's plastic. But then I've got eight kilogram bags of jasmine rice and that's not in a plastic bag. That's in some kind of like feed bag sort of thing, a woven material. And I I doubt very much that's um, airtight. So let's first talk about that plastic bag. Is it good to go if so, like, what's the shelf life on it? And if I store it in Mylar, which is one way that I'm familiar with, how much longer will I get out of it? 
Do you put your cell phones in it before to help put to help the rice out or after? <laughs> you were watching that uh, latest uh, was a Terminator movie where she had the cell phone in the in the chip bag, wasn't it? Oh my god! Uh, so glad you're here, Adriel. Horrible movie. Anyway, I'm here uh, to yeah, ask well, the tough questions. First of all, let's, let's... <laughs> okay. Let's start with the regular plastic bag. It looks like a good, thick, heavy plastic. It's sealed. As is, how long will that last? Well, it, it's going to last a fair amount of time, longer than you would think, because after about a year, it starts to lose some nutritional value, but it's still perfectly edible. And we've had, uh, in the house here, we've actually rotated through some rice that was just in that regular plastic bag, probably that yellow and white one that you see at the grocery stores. Correct, yep. Um, name, whatever. Long yeah. grain. And I mean, you're talking four or five years before it's really oxidized to the point where it's inedible. And even then, you can cook it up and mix it in with some dog food if you really had to. I mean, you can still use it. Maybe not for you, right? Okay, um, and that's that's in the, the 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 regular manufacturer's packaging. Yeah, and so what's going to kill it more than anything else is light, heat, and then oxygen, right? So you mentioned those mesh bags; mm-hmm. they're going to have uh, air filtering in and out of them every time you move the bag. You're basically it's like a set of bellows, right? You're like sucking air in and pushing air out, and uh, the fresh oxygen is what's going to put the food off faster than anything else, right? So if you keep it in a cool, dark place and keep air from flowing through it, it's going to last an incredibly long time. Even in that mesh bag? Uh, yeah, but again, then you got to worry about moisture, and then you got to worry about mold and everything else, because you're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, same thing, you got moisture yep. issues. So if you are in, the, if you got in the cold room and it's sitting there and it's damp as can be, well, yeah, six months later, you're going to have moldy rice, right? So Okay, because that's that, the thing. I don't know what the humidity level in my cold storage is, but uh, I'm assuming it's higher than the rest of the house. So it's cool, it's dark, but it may be moist, so I need to get that in mylar. Yeah, because, I mean, look at Adriel, for example. In wintertime in Edmonton, it's like, what, 0% humidity? <laughs> yeah. But he's used to it, and he doesn't notice it. As Calgary well. is the only place where I've had to apply chapstick in July. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, right? Uh, and most of the Northwest Territories, for example, is technically a desert climate. You wouldn't know it, but it is for yep. precipitation rates. But anyway, so in your end of the woods, uh, you're not going to notice that it's high humidity because you're used to it. You've been there your whole life and you don't think of it as high humidity, but it really is uh, compared to most places in North America. So yeah, you got to get that in my right off the bat. So um, the faster you get into the bag, the longer it's going to last because you don't want that oxygen to degrade the food. So you did mention Mylar, so we'll cover that off first. So they come off in a few different sizes. This is called a one gallon size. This is about 16 inches by 10 inches. And uh, for the listeners, and they come in one gallon, two gallon, I think all the way up to I think this is a six or five or six gallon bag. This is just massive for the camera. I don't know if you can even see anything. Beyond yeah, that. everything is completely <laughs> beyond a, a gray shield. Yeah, so that gray shield there is actually big enough to hold an entire bag of rice, no problem. An entire bag is in how many kilos? As uh, in a- ten a- kilos. A ten kilos. Okay. Yeah, easy ten kilos. I put eight kilos bags in there, and I have room on the sides, room on the ends, and everything else. Okay. And so when you do put those in the bags, I'm going to use a small one to demonstrate. So basically, no matter what kind of size of bag you have, you want to throw all the bits that you throw in there whether it be just maybe this is good for beans or just individual portions of rice that you may want to oh, I was gonna say why don't you actually do smaller mylar bags yeah. and then put it in a larger mylar bag because you can or, double double wrap it double wrap it not only that I'm but college <laughs> yep it's extra layer of protection right but yeah, yeah. So also that way you don't have to like because these aren't resealable right so as soon as you crack yeah. the seal you're better exactly. off having a smaller package and so if you div- divvy the bag up into smaller size bags you know do them up. You want to have as little air as possible. So you want to fill it about, you know, three quarters full in the and bag. Suck them out. Yeah. Well, you can't. Unfortunately, I have a uh, vacuum sealer right over here. These don't work. Uh, unfortunately, they don't get hot enough to seal the bag. 
and they don't suck the oxygen out before it actually goes to the sealing mode because uh, the the I guess they call it the mylar is just too thick, right? Okay, so what do you seal it with? Uh, well, you squish out as much air as you can. And just then with a hand? There's no sucking the air out with the machine? Just push all the air well, out those, by hand? Those vacuum sealers, to, to to make those work, you need that plastic stuff that's got little ridges in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. It, yes. Yeah. it can squeeze it looks more. Okay. Like so that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a vacuum seal bag, yeah. Yeah, and so it's got a smooth side on one side and ridges on the other, and it just doesn't work uh, for the, the Mylar. So, so with the you... Mylar, we're, 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 not, we're not worried about mechanically vacuuming the air out. Nope. So you basically roll it as best you can to try and squish it over, even if you squish it over like this, right. or if you try and uh, just squish it as flat as you can. Then you do what I do, run to your daughter's room, steal her hair straightener, ah. and then, ha <laughs> then you're good to go. So don't judge me with the color. Uh, anyways, put it to the medium <laughs> setting. And uh, basically all you got to do is I start off, my little technique is just crimping off one side with this, just to uh, get it finished off over here. Squish out as much air as you can, and if you get hot enough, you should be able to squeeze and then run it right along the top, just like yeah. that. Fairly quickly. Uh, don't stop anywhere, because it will start to melt fairly soon. And then you'll have it sealed. And as long as you, before you seal it off, you drop in either a oxygen absorber, which might, this might be hard to see, but they're like a blue and white package, and they absorb O2, which is what degrades food. Or you throw in this, which is a pocket hand warmer, available at the dollar store. Sweet! Um, throw in one of those. The only caveat I have to say about that is the oxygen absorber is the better choice because it doesn't heat up whereas the yeah. uh, hand warmer will heat up with their with whatever oxygen is in there which of course will expand the bag and you might break the seal uh, yeah. but if you squish out as much air as you can it should be okay it'll heat up for a while then it'll cool off and it'll shrink right down again uh, but anyways the whole idea is you want to get rid of the active oxygen in the bag so once that's taken care of then your food's going to last up to this is a big you know caveat but you know up to 20 years type of thing I mean, safely five, right? Uh, it's not dehydrated, so you haven't got rid of the moisture in the food. It's, you know, not 100% of the oxygen's gone, but I'd say an easy five years without even worrying about it, 10 years, you could probably get away with it, no problem. So we've had some buckets there, just uh, the next thing we're going to talk about, but just some buckets with a hand warmer, and we were good for five years, no problem. Sweet. So you want to talk about the next way to do it? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, hold on. I've got a question about sealing the mylar. Do I trim the mylar bag down or do I fold it and fold it? And do I have to seal it at the edge where it's open or can I seal it on a fold? Uh, okay. First of all, yeah, you can pretty much seal it anywhere uh, as long as you can reach it with the, the burner. So basically, if you can, you can squeeze it right down there if you really want to. But yep. if you want to reuse the bag, you might as well just seal it along the top. And that way, if you slice this off, you can just go down a bit and then seal the next bit. Now, these bags do come with a little pre, pre-cut little notch to rip it open. But, I mean, we have pocket knives. We can still open it any way we want, right? Right. Yeah. So, so I would just squish out as much air as you can and then yep. seal it along the top. And then that seal way you, along get, top. Okay. you get Roger extra that. use out of the bag later on. Good. All right. Moving on. Yep. All right. Cool. So next, the next way to seal it off would be the idea of using a bucket and a gamma lid or just even a regular lid with a O-ring. So, again, the whole idea is you want to keep the oxygen out. Uh, Costco does sell gamma lids. We have a local store here called Industrial Plastics and Paints. Um, gamma lids are not cheap. So you're better off maybe just to get a, a regular lid with a rubber seal on it. And, again, the whole idea is you want to fill it as full as you can, this one, not three-quarters full, just to keep the oxygen out. Hand warmer is more than sufficient. Uh, just throw in your hand warmer. Seal it off. It'll it'll blow bulge out a bit. Uh, well, it uses up the oxygen. Then it'll shrink right down. It'll actually suck in a bit when you're all done. And that one's good for an easy five years. And this is just a food grade bucket that has a sealable lid. 
Yeah, food grade meaning on the bottom you'll see a recycling label that says HDPE two, and if it's got the number two, you're good to go. That's basically say that again grade. slowly. HDPE is the type of plastic it is. Yep. And then there's a little recycling little uh, triangle with three arrows around it. That's a recycling yep. symbol. And as long as it's got the number two in it, you're fine to go. So that's food grade. So there's nothing going to leach out into my food. Yeah. yeah. You can. What you can do is you can call some of the local restaurants. Yep. The ones that are still there's one still operating. They yeah. are. Yep. They have a bunch of them sitting around. You'd be and, like bakeries, especially have tons yeah. and tons of buckets. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. You'd be shocked at how many places do have tons of buckets available for yep. you. And they're willing to give them away. Yeah. They're also good for collecting brass, and by the way, just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recycle, reuse, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, then, of course, like I think Kelly, you mentioned the other way, you could throw them in some glass jars. Yep. So that's certainly one way to do it. Um, so the whole idea is to get the rubber seal around the jar lid, so as you can fill it right up. Uh, you won't have uh, as much luck getting a uh, a hand warmer to work on that one. No. You might you might even crack the glass if you're not careful. Um, but it, you can get smaller than this oxygen absorbers. These are like the uh, the 500 mil they're called. Yep. But you can get like super tiny ones. So you can just throw them in the little jars, and that'd be just as fine as anything else. Yeah, so as long as keeping a cool, dry place, good to go. Okay. Now, what can we store? Okay, well, uh, again, moisture is a bit of an enemy, so rice is great because it's already got most of the moisture out of it. Uh, anything that's been dehydrated, so if you have a Excalibur brand dehydrator or something like that can actually take a lot of the moisture out of food. Um, you can store fruit, even if you really want to. Um, there is home canning ability out there, like as far as like actually making tin cans, but that's pretty, you know, and I guess involved more than anything else. I don't think most people would be into that. But what if can... I was making my own jerky, mm-hmm. yep, I I could uh, store this jerky with oxygen absorbers in the mylar. You probably could, yeah. And as long as it's fairly dry and you've got lots of either salt or sugar in there as a preservative, then you'd be fine. Because again, basically, you're keeping the oxygen off of it and you're keeping it from getting too moist. Hmm. Honestly, if I was going to store jerky, I would store the uh, the bags that we mm-hmm. just mentioned there, the uh, the vacuum seal bags. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even think I have. I don't even know what happened to the one I had around here. But anyway, yeah, I would just use the uh, vacuum sealer for that, and then because you're going to dig into that fairly soon too, right? You're not going to let it sit five years. But no. you can store everything from uh, you know beans, pulses, rice. Uh, yeah, a lot of people store wheat, and if you're going to store wheat, the better idea is to store like whole grains of wheat, not the crushed up flour. Because it starts to oxidize and uh, go rancid faster as soon as you crack it open. But if you leave it in wheat kernel form, then it'll last a heck of a lot longer, like 10 years plus. Okay. But that's difficult for most people. I'd just leave it with the rice idea. Okay. What do you suggest to have with the rice? I mean, uh, if you had to, yes, you could just live on rice and water. But my God. Well, you'd be diabetic by the end of the pandemic, right? So, uh, yeah, there's a problem. So you want to offset it, right? Uh, for example, like if you have canned hummus and rice, you actually have a better, more complete meal than anything else because you've got the protein and the, and the carbs to go with it. You're not going to be... Canned a- hummus is a thing? I didn't know canned hummus was a thing. Canned hummus is actually a delicious thing uh, available at most... Uh, like Superstore, for example, has the international aisle. If you go in there, you'll see canned hummus. So as long as you've got some olive oil, olive oil, salt, pepper, and a little bit of garlic powder, and... If you have lime juice, great. Like even real lemon, a little squeeze in there. It's fantastic. You do with the olive oil, just literally pour it onto the can or the hummus? No, you pour it in and mix it in just with a uh, with a spoon. It'll uh, absorb right in. You won't even see it's there. 
So you pour the olive oil into the hummus and stir it up. Yep. Like so, you basically take, you said? Yeah, take the hummus out of the can, throw it in a big bowl, mix in all that extra stuff: salt, pepper, garlic powder, lemon juice, and uh, olive oil, and it'll just mix right together and come up with a nice whipped hummus that you get out of the store. That's how it's made. Yeah. That's how hummus is made. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can make your own hummus if you have it like canned chickpeas. You can literally make your own yeah. hummus following the exact same thing. Just add the canned chickpeas into a blender. And okay. Do the exact same thing. And make your own hummus. I bought canned chickpeas last time I went on uh, uh, a big igloo spree. Well, there you go. If you have a blender, you're good to go. Yeah. So take the blender, put the canned uh, chickpeas in it with olive oil and salt and pepper, and boom, I've got hummus. Yep. Yep. And, oh. and to taste after that, you can add whatever you want. You can make your own yeah. you know, hot pepper Neighbor. hummus. Yeah. Neighbor. Hot sauce. <laughs> Skin down your neighbor, you know, do your thing. Uh, okay, so there's also the canned meat idea. I mean, uh, we talked about canned chicken before. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. I mean, there's all sorts of frozen food still out of your, out of your freezer. You're going to be eating out of your freezer for quite a while while you're locked in the house, right? Yep. Um, yeah. People have access to wild game, so much the better. I mean, you can make your jerky. Like I said, as long as you have a big supply of salt, you can make a lot of jerky. Yeah, I could never see myself eating a can of uh, corned beef or spam on its own, but I would definitely grind it up and or mash it up and throw it in with the rice. Yeah, no, it makes everything edible, I think, if you can dilute it a bit, right? Yeah. Okay. And just fry the living daylights out of the spam if you had to. I mean, oh, I know. So you actually, one of the, the things you mentioned there is uh, once the pandemic is over and you've kind of gotten over this and you decide what you're going to do with the food, one of the things you can do is maybe think about donating it to your neighbors that don't have a job still because uh, the recovery won't be overnight either, yep. right? So the recovery uh, is going to take months economically. So some people might still be able to work and maybe you're back to work and you're back on keto. Well, maybe just think about either trading it off or selling it at a steep discount or whatever. You can always do that. I did notice that Costco stopped taking returns on rice already. And toilet paper. Why would they ever take any of it anyway? Yeah, I just, uh, I did kind of laugh because normally they would take returns on everything, but they got Ooh. a big sign out now. We, I did my own cost COVID run, as we like to call it. <laughs> and uh, so, and, and kudos to them for actually taking some steps to uh, to keep the spread down because they're like making people waiting in line, keep separated. They've got the plexiglass uh, penalty box, like you mentioned there. You have to sit there behind the plexiglass until they're ready to ring you out. And um yeah, they're actually making some effort to keep people separated. Do they have toilet paper? They did. They had toilet paper what? and paper towel. What? Hmm. Well, like, so when they make toilet paper in country, that's pretty good. It's just I think maybe the only thing they're missing is the wrapping. That's about it. Oh, there you go. Okay, so Ian, what did we miss? Let's see here. As far as uh, the storing grains, uh, I think that we covered up pretty much the major methods of doing it. Okay. So my so preferred now. method of storing grains is to distill it and put it in liquid form. Yeah, that, that's a good point that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you you could actually make sake from the rice. Just a thought. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Yeah, so if you have uh, the rice and maybe a couple of raisins to feed the yeast a little better, because just like honey uh, doesn't make good meat unless you give it a little bit of extra food, um, you can turn rice into sake quite easily. And there's lots of YouTube videos on that. So that's one way to get rid of it. Mm. Interesting. Okay, good to know. If this goes on, we're going to talk more about that. So I'm already out of scotch, and I got Uh-oh. one cigar left. One cigar? That was two this morning. Well, I oh. smoked one after I sent yeah. you the photo. <laughs> He's going through. Oh. No, I think that <laughs> an emotional thing for him. And you were, you were saying that uh, when we get to the end of this, and we're all left over with like a whole ton of rice 
uh, in our houses. That's what we do. We pour it into the bathtub with some raisins, put a cover over it, and just make some uh, make some toilet wine, make some toilet sake. <laughs> bathtub toilet sake. sake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just go crazy. Yeah. Tub sake. You will Maybe. after you drink it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. after or before the things get really bad, you can go down to the local like uh, brew wine stores or whatever and get a couple packets of yeast so you can get going on that uh, sake yeah. plan or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. So food grade buckets, seal them airtight, oxygen absorbers, mylar, seal it with heat. Also put an oxygen absorber in there first. Um, what about beans? I was, so are you, ahead, talking about, are you talking like the dehydrated or are you talking about like canning? Yeah, like if you go down to the superstore aisle or the international foods aisle or whatever, you can see the, uh, you know, you'll see like um, among beans, but there's like uh, lentils. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, lentils by the, the little container, they come in a little plastic container. And uh, those are dehydrated, right? There's there's pretty much no moisture left in those. Those will last pretty much forever with no oxygen attacking them right so that's fantastic now beans in the can like heinz you know 99 cent beans with in tomato sauce or with no 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 no, no. god no there's there's (laughs) 33 grams of carbs per can yeah uh which will keep you alive won't keep you on keto yeah get kicked out fast yeah no no i'm talking about the lentils i'm talking about the dry stuff so um what do you do with that when it's time to eat it how do you even prepare those things like Uh, i always thought that was like food for food our favorite it's, is, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's almost like rice. So for every one cup of lentils that you have, it's um, it's a one and a half cups of of water. And you just boil the shit out of it, basically. Or you can, uh, you know, amp it up a bit, make some Indian dal, which is like basically. <laughs> which lentil. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah lentil so, so yeah. it's, uh, you're making the equivalent of hummus with lentils and mm-hmm. adding some Indian spices. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Indian version of refried beans, kind of think of it that way, but oh, yeah. it's delicious. Yeah. So you Car- boil it and then you blend it with spices. Yeah. I've been for it. Yep. Okay. Interesting. I don't. Uh, I I don't have any of these lentil things that you speak of. I need to. Uh, I need to. Um, you can also do it with split peas supplement. Too. Yeah, they are dirt cheap. Like, yeah. uh, amazingly cheap compared to even rice. I think. Really. Yep. yep. Interesting. Uh, what's with the uh, flood of friend requests? Are you guys getting friend requests like on the hour? I'm getting random people asking me for guns. Does that count? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think it might be for you. Um, so just to go in. So for Trevor, Trevor was recently featured in the... Um, the re-release of uh, Downrange. Mm-hmm. So everybody is, you're famous. Come on. Everybody, uh, wanna, yeah. everybody wants to be Trevor's friend. TV, uh, well, TV personality. This yeah. This guy is holding a number one Mark III with the bayonet attached. Fixed, sorry. So hell yeah, I'm accepting that for request. Okay. Okay, cool. So, Anybody else got anything else for Ian? Yeah, I want to actually talk to Ian about canning. Like, I know that a lot of people... So As a lot in bottling? Of, because I never understood that. Like people say, I'm going to can my moose this week, and I go over and they're boiling bottles. Why is yeah. it called canning if we're actually bottling? Well, yeah. you're bottling meat. You're canning, uh, like stuff that doesn't require pressure canning. So, right. like, uh, this so like those canning. lentils. Yeah. Anyways, so, um, what's the what's? How, do you do it? 
Uh, actually, I would like to say I do it, but in reality, my wife does it. Okay. But <laughs> I, I, I do. I do watch it. So uh, by osmosis, okay. I've learned a little bit. So it's something I used to do as a kid. We always beets, peas, or all the vegetables. We would actually can them and 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 not but i don't know how long that stuff lasts for so how long is it safe to actually once you've once you prepped once you've canned it and put it into your cold cellar how long is that going to last for well so far we're uh, at the year mark pretty much for the canned bear we did last year and it's okay. still good um okay. so actually just personal plug if you go to canadian prepper podcast episode 36 canning and preserving that is a good one uh it's actually believe it or not it's our highest downloads um Everybody wants to do it. Yeah, everyone wants yeah. to do it, but nobody knows how, right? And it's not something that you no. would have and learn before they died. And, no. and now, now everybody's kind of thinking about it, but nobody knows how to do it. So it's a little expensive to get into, but once you actually do get into it, then it's not all that expensive. Right, then it's just the little seal things for the lids, the bottles yeah. you use over and over. Yeah, yeah, so lids are the only part that's not reusable. Um, everything else can be reused. And uh, now if you're canning meat or something that actually has the botulism aspect to it, like whether it be butter, you can actually can butter too. Uh, you want pressure canning, which requires a pressure canner, which is the expensive part, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're just canning stuff like pickles or I'm just trying to think of like jams or whatever, you can use what they call the water bath method. And that is basically yeah. very cheap. So that just requires like an aluminum or steel pot, you know, the jars and then just, you know, a burner. That's it. Right. And then, yeah, still sucks. Yeah. Anyways. So, so very popular here. Oh, go ahead, Kelly. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say it's very popular here, Kelly, because a lot of people bottle their moose. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you open the bottle and you eat. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? You don't have to cook, you throw it in a pan and warm it up. But I mean, when it comes out of the bottle, it's ready to eat. And if you shot an old bull who's old and stringy and tough, it's the it's best way, way to, to make it. Ten- them- tenderize it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like the old school Instapot, right? And that's yep. exactly what it does because it, it cooks it to such a high temperature and under some pressure that, yeah, it's going to be very tender and keeps for a long, long time. Right. And if the power goes out, you don't have to lose it all, right? Yep. And my dear meat right now is that Kelly's, she's bottling up for me and I'm going to go over there and she'll make me dinner. No, I don't have not. to. I don't have distancing. to. This is I such know, a weird I really I've... am. I've I've heard of and seen people like jar moose and uh, and deer and that kind of thing. I've just yeah. never been at all interested in any of that. It's just so such a weird thing jerk, to take something. You make jerky and yeah. you make you make a ton of rats out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's hard to take shot. meat out of a jar and then like yeah. uh, just start gnawing on it. It's like, oh yeah. man, this doesn't seem right. No, I know it's hard to buy. Yeah, Back in the day, it was pretty much required, Adriel. Yeah. Like, um, it was a quick and easy way to store it. You didn't have a lot of refrigeration space. You shot a big moose, man, bottling it and giving the bottles away to your friends and family was just mm-hmm. like it's part of the Atlantic Canadian culture. Okay. Well, same thing. My mom emigrated uh, over from Germany and they were like in the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan on a farm. And that's exactly what they had to do because they didn't have money to afford, you know, fancy canned meat. So they actually canned their own. And, uh, yeah, you don't require a whole lot. Like you, if you think about it, it's no different than canning meat in a, in a tin can, but it's just with glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just cheap to do once you get set up and it's amazing. You don't need a whole lot of things other than the spices you want to throw on the meat. So you can actually just throw like hunks of salmon in the jar. Same idea. As long as you keep the lid clean, um, throw it in whatever you want. So a little bit of garlic mm-hmm. powder, salt and pepper, and you're good to go. And how do you not get the botulism? That's the temperature aspect. So yeah. with the pressure canning, it gets to a higher temperature than if you do the water bath method. 
And so by getting to the higher temperature, which I think is like 175 or something like that. It's, it's a higher temperature than the water bath. I can't remember the exact number. And um, anyways, it, it prevents the botulism as long as you uh, pressure can it for a certain amount of time, which boils down to about 90 minutes under pressure. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And you can also do things like, so if you're in New Brunswick, you can do things like blueberries. You can, what is, what's popular? What? what raspberries, popular? blueberries, strawberries. Yeah, but I'm thinking not, about not the blueberries West Coast. so much. So the West Coast is the, uh, the blackberries out here. And we have two yeah. species. We've got the, uh, the native species, which is like super tiny. Yeah. And then we've got the uh, introduced Himalayan blackberries, which are about the size of your thumb. And yeah. um, they're just uh, invasive, like you wouldn't believe. So yeah, tons of blackberries. Easy to get those and, and, do some canning. We as long as, get as long as so much sugar. We have so much Saskatoons out here. That's what yeah. people. That's what people do out here. Saskatoon yeah. berries. Used yeah. to do just blueberries in New Brunswick down down south. And between the sugar and the actual like naturally occurring sugar in the fruit, it's going to keep forever. Like Ever. <laughs> get, get ten years out of a jar of jam, I'm sure, without trying too hard. So. Yeah. Hmm. So, anything else? Anything else that anybody's watching wants to know about what types of food and how to prep it? Uh, one person had mentioned uh, uh, what about adding salt when you when you jar it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, pretty much what we do all the time. It's not just a preservative, but it also uh, lowers the boiling point a bit, so it actually gets to boil faster. But uh, it's more for the, the spicing and the preserving aspect. But yeah, salt's never going to hurt. Salt and sugar are the two main preservatives out there, right? Yeah. Do you ever use like a curing salt rather than a regular salt? There is a pickling salt out there uh, for certain recipes that call for it. Um, but honestly, we just use regular salt for meat. And then uh, pickling salt, I think, comes into place with like when you're actually making pickles and stuff like that. Like if you beet pickles or regular cucumbers, uh, but uh, you have to ask, uh, ask the wife. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that part. She should come on. <laughs> yeah, she should. She, she won't, but she, she, she should. She should but, so there's uh, some things that I was talking about prior to us starting. Uh, I just recently got a couple of friends of mine to, I bought some stuff off of them. So I bought the, this one's called a maple road tree pea. So maple syrup so i got a lot of maple syrup and then i also have a friend that has does um honey so hmm. honey doesn't spoil it doesn't go bad at all and neither does actually maple syrup so instead of having regular sugar i'm just going to if anything happens just use stuff because i can sweeten or I can bake or i can do whatever with this stuff just eat it with a spoon <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm. When yeah, but it's feeling the, down. Just yeah. it's going to last a lot longer than sugar will. Well, I, I, yeah, because it's mainly sugar. But that's the thing is, it's uh, high sugar content, so it will last a long time. And as long okay. as the air stays out of it, you're you're good to go. Um, maple syrup making your own is a thing too. I mean, especially in Ontario, there and the East Coast, uh, you guys have maple trees. You can tap it, but you need a lot of energy to make it. Um, out here, we have like a lower content sugar maple than you guys do, and I think it's about like fifty percent less sugar. So we require like sixty gallons of tree water to make actually like a gallon of maple yeah. syrup it's crazy or one yeah so if oh, you wow. have if you have to uh, boil it down it's it's a lot of energy required okay. somebody's but, asking how long meat will last if it's canned uh easy year after that just judge it i mean as soon as you open it you'll know if it's bad <laughs> but no i mean uh and even if it's if you're not sure then feed it to the dogs i mean don't waste it but it's, it's still an option, but I'd say I'd comfortably say a year, which by then you should have another deer in your freezer by then anyway. Right. 
Yeah. One one would hope, yeah. One would hope. But oh, by the way, before I forget, Trevor, you can make your own salt too. What? Yeah. So you can uh, instead of just diving down to the deep mines in Windsor, Ontario, you can actually just go to the the ocean, find some a clean patch of seawater. Just don't go around yep. the shore. Uh, get a five gallon bucket of seawater. Uh, just gently uh, heat it up, evaporate off the water, and five gallons of seawater will get you about two pounds of salt. What? I'm going, all right. All right. Kidding. You can actually go and get some dulce as well. Boil yeah, it up. Dulce. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. I like that. Stuff. I love it. It's actually survi- for survival. It's fantastic. It's going to have, it has so many nutrient nutrients in it, and it has also uh, your salt content as well. So, yeah. and it's easily portable. It's like you can make mm-hmm. ice cream out of it. Stew. Lots of trace minerals. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. All right, good. Well, let's wrap this one up. We're scheduled to do another one Monday or Tuesday. We'll let you guys know. We'll post on. Uh, have you guys on done any? Facebook. Have you guys done any gun stuff in the last couple days? Thursday, man. Thursday. 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 That's Thursday, Thursday. We do the gun stuff. This is right. Food. This is the COVID stuff. Mm. Yeah, it'll take you five or six mm. episodes, but eventually I just, you'll I understand this. I did. I did some COVID stuff. I stuffed some mags. Just as we we're uh, on the show here, I stuffed all the mags I got. Perfect. Oh, yeah, nice! That's important. All, all of them? Not all. all of them. Not all. Of them. I got. I got a bunch of like a bunch of uh, polymer five round pinned mags that I'm not stuffing at all. No, no, no. not bothering with that. LAR mags, different story. Yeah, those are all full, and all my pistol mm-hmm. mags are all full. Which I'm, I'm going to use them eventually. Like I, it's it's prep for uh, for going to the range for the next time because. Now you have to uh, load those mags. They're already preloaded. That's right. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with keeping magazines loaded. Springs get worn out by using, not by compressing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been very fascinating to watch people surprised when they see how convoluted it is and how much trouble it is to actually get a gun license. They're all expecting. <laughs> they were all expected to go this weekend and get a gun, you know, by tomorrow. And I was like, no, that's not no. gonna happen. Can Man. I buy it now and take my course later? Is a question yeah, that's no. being asked. It's like no. And, oh, well, actually, that's why I mentioned that earlier, because I actually had a guy corner me as I was leaving the gun range earlier this week, and he actually was like, so how do I get a gun license? I'm like, dude, you're kind of making me uncomfortable. You want to, like, social distance a bit? And uh, he was, like, kind of, he was kind of frantic. He was he was like, so how do I get a gun? And, like, how do I, I was like, dude, you, you got a six-month wait. And you, if, if Mirror Machine was open, you'd have a six-month wait. But, yeah, um, yeah it's actually yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. uh, this is a, a wake-up call for a lot of people on a lot of fronts. Yeah, um, making me realize that my preps were better than some, but pathetic by most standards. Um, people who weren't anti-gun that kept putting it off, and putting it off, and now they're regretting putting it off. Um, Even people who are anti. Oh yeah, well, actually no, switching you know, over. Frack them! Don't care. Screw you. You want a gun control? Bitch, you got it. Yeah, enjoy <laughs> it. Eat, eat a Peter. But I, honestly, I gotta say, if you're even worried about your preps, then you're probably further ahead than most. I mean, yeah. I, I still meet people all the time. They're like, ah, be fine. Don't worry about it. I got enough food for tomorrow. It's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 no. That's a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm th- sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Ken. I said, I, I was uh, also telling Ian, I'm buying things like this stuff too. Like, just in this what is, is the, it? Not the everybody new, can see. New boost. So it's electrolytes in tablet form too. You can throw them in your water. Um, things like this, energy shots. So we're gonna have nothing to talk about next week if we talk about it all this week, right? 
Let's do a what? quick one topic, 30 minutes. Well, this is all food and stuff that we can, should be packed Supplements with. is a whole other thing and keeping your immune system up is a whole other topic. Why don't we, do, oh, I know what if, we can do. If you guys can convince my wife to come on, she's a holistic nutritionist and she'll talk your ear off. Okay, let's get her on. Perfect. And I let's also want to get Gavin on too, because I want to talk about what to do if shit hits the fan and, you know, trauma. So we should do that too. Yes, Kelly. Now you're <laughs> back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 starting to start to get it. You're <laughs> way ahead of Adriel, who wants to talk about guns. Yeah, <laughs> Thursdays. Yes, Thursdays. <sighs> my but my my gun range is shut down locally here. I can't oh, even I go to the gun range. Be okay. Be okay. This is the prepper version of Slam Fire Radio. The regular Slam Fire Radio gun stuff and politics and news and that's Thursdays. Okay. You'll be all right, man. I'll just. I've already stuffed my mags. Um, that's all the prepping I'm, I'm there you do. go. You screwed yourself into yeah. something to talk about on Thursday. Oh, well, so yes, you guys, Adriel, um, Ian, Kelly, you come up with ideas for these micro casts, put them for in, the, our viewers in the as well. And, yeah. But, uh, definitely like I wanted to talk about supplements and nutrition during this time and making sure you're getting your macros and your micros. And so your wife is a nutritionist, Ian. Yep. Okay. Well, that's, definitely an upcoming episode maybe um is she working from home right now uh absolutely yep okay she's actually actually under uh self-isolation uh mandated by the government all right so if you're not around can she get the technology going to join us i will uh talk to her and see if we can get her on (laughs) all right cool okay and as kelly was saying listeners if there's something you want to hear about during these microcasts please email the show at slamfireradio.com and uh we'll work it in we'll find an expert to come on and talk about it Anything else, guys? <laughs> no. <laughs> but okay, Adriel. Going? I love talking about guns. Fine, I'm going. I got these oh. adult, these multivitamin gummies. Nope. Yeah, oh, they're, that's food, yeah. right? They're really good. <laughs> you got time for a, a gratuitous self-promotion here? Oh, yep. my God. Absolutely. Ian, sorry. I apologize. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plug everything and anything. Yeah, so tomorrow night, uh, Canadian Prepper Podcast, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, Facebook and YouTube, and we're going to be talking about spring planting too, so you can actually grow your own food when the grocery stores are closed. Awesome. Nice. So um, just a little bit before you leave, how much are you see- How much more traffic are you seeing? Uh, we almost doubled in the last yeah. two weeks. And it, well, it also didn't hurt the fact that we had like a really big YouTube celebrity on board uh, last week, uh, Dr. Alton. He's uh, Dr. Bones, he's also known as, and he's got his own channel. Anyway, so he helped bump up our numbers quite a bit. But also, uh, as a general trend, it's been going up like crazy and a lot more Mm -hmm. private messaging going on. Mm -hmm. And I've actually done uh, two local consults recently, just uh, guys that are really, really interested in getting going. And uh, like I said, a lot more interest in a lot of aspects. Nice. Cool. Excellent. All right, cool. Okay, very good, everybody. Let's uh, all get back to prepping. Later. Have a good night, everyone. See you in a couple of days. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.